Hello again. This is Roberta Lee, the author of The Language of Tarot, and I'm back with another episode of this podcast, which is excerpts from the book and also these other little things that I'm adding at this point, uh, which are basically special requests by you guys, my listeners. I've had quite a few requests to do a podcast episode based on the Celtic cross spread for Tarot uh, and go over in some detail how to do a Celtic cross spread. Well, the problem with that is that to do it justice as a topic would take a lot longer than one episode. It would take several. So I'm going to break it down into several episodes of this podcast, and we're going to start with the basics. I'm going to walk you through a very basic sort of stripped-down interpretation of a real-life Celtic cross layout. I'm just going to go through the cards, card by card, and explain briefly what each position in the spread means and how I would interpret each card as it falls in this particular reading. Now, there's a lot more detail on all of this in the full version of The Language of Tarot, the book itself, which of course is available in many formats, including uh, several ebook formats and a printed bound version on my website, robertaleeart.com, and also as a printed book on amazon.com. I will go back after this episode, and we're probably going to do several more episodes where I look at the different nuances of doing not only this layout, but perhaps all layouts, including how to frame a question, how to help your seeker or yourself, if you're reading for yourself, frame the question in a way that the oracle can respond to it. I'll also talk about perhaps significators, which is something uh, that I use in my work with the oracle. A lot of people do not. Maybe you don't even know what that is. And those are all really interesting topics, so I am going to go back and cover a few of those, but I will say again, The Language of Tarot is a 452-page profusely illustrated guide to really every aspect of working with the oracle of the tarot, including how to use tarot readings in your day-to-day life and keep a tarot journal to help you understand the cards so that you can build up your own interface with the oracle, basically your own language of tarot. So, if you want all the information, you have to buy the book. That's how it is. But we'll keep going with this podcast and see where we can go. Right now, I'm going to dive right in. This was a real reading. I have permission from the seeker to use it for this podcast. So, here we go. I explain in detail in my book, The Language of Tarot, what to do before you even start the reading. And you need to appraise all 10 cards. Don't say anything to your seeker until you've had a look at the entire spread. No matter what you know layout you're doing, in this case it's Celtic Cross, it could be anything. Look it over. I go into detail about how to look for numbers on cards that turn up several times. The balance between minor and major arcana cards. Where major arcana cards fall in a reading is significant. All of those things I cover in my book, I don't have time to do so here. But I can certainly say very quickly, look to see if basically it's a negative or positive reading. Where is it going? You know, is the flow from good cards to bad or bad cards to good? Or is it like this reading, kind of generally just positive? Every card here, with one exception that we'll get to, has a very, very positive connotation in the in the sense of a romantic reading. So that's the first thing you want to do is silently look them over. Don't be blurting things out as you're laying the cards down. If you come to a negative card, don't go, ah, you know, it's just really unfair because you don't know what's coming next and you haven't seen the whole thing yet. Take some time to look at the whole thing and then you want to start your reading and go through it card by card, remembering that your seeker isn't there for a lesson in tarot reading. She doesn't want a lot of details, 
But if you go through it step by step, it shows the progression of the reading. And therefore, you can have a conversation that deals with each of the different nuances that a tarot reading is designed to cover. The first two cards in this reading, the Three of Cups and the Two of Pentacles, I read those together. I call them together one position, and it's called the heart of the matter. It's what the seeker is basically looking for in this situation she's in. In this case, the Three of Cups crossed by the Two of Pentacles. Three of Cups is friendship. The Two of Pentacles is juggling a lot of things, seeking balance. She's looking for a balanced, mutually satisfying, mutually supportive relationship. The third card in a Celtic cross reading is placed directly below those first two. It is the root of the question. In this case, it's the four of swords. It's a card of healing. It's a card of removing yourself from day-to-day events and finding a place of quiet to reflect on the past. This has to do, of course, with the fact that the seeker is an adult female coming to me. She's got all kinds of baggage. She's got kids, a job, you know, real estate. All of these things are on her mind, including all the past relationships she's had. So the root of the question from her point of view is, can she heal from the past and move forward? The fourth card in the spread is placed directly to the left-hand side of those first two. I call that position how you are now. In this case, it is the Ten of Cups. It's a card of great happiness and joy and shared joy. That's the most important component here. So at this moment, she's very, very pleased with this new relationship. Card five is placed directly above the first two cards in the spread. It is what the seeker thinks will happen on an intellectual level. This is the only negative connotation or troubling card in the spread. It's the king of swords reversed. This is an emotionally repressed man. My guess is that this is a case of once burned, twice shy. In the past, she's had problems with relationships where men pulled back and weren't able to commit to them. She's very concerned about that. And in her mind, there's that little negative voice that's saying, oh, come on, all guys are the same. Why do you think this one is any different? Wonderfully for her and for this spread, The next card, card six, is laid in front of those first two cards that are laid on the table. It is the next change. It's the king of wands, an optimistic, stable man, somebody you can absolutely count on, coming right after that previous card. In my mind, what the tarot is saying here is, don't worry about the men from your past who have been cold to you. This guy is different. He's a good guy. Card seven is the seeker's state of mind, the seven of wands. This is a card of direct, open communication, negotiations. It's somebody who feels confident and that they're able to communicate in a way that's logical and clear. In my interpretation in this reading, it's saying that the seeker feels very confident that she's trying to be direct, that she's trying to be open with this man. She's not playing games. He's not playing games with her either. A very good card in this location for this reading. Card eight, how others will affect the outcome, things that the seeker has no control over. It's the three of pentacles, a wonderful card in this reading as well that shows building a relationship. It shows people working together, how others will affect the outcome. Everyone involved, it might be more than just this man she's met because he has children. Everyone involved will work together and she should feel confident that there's no one manipulating behind the scenes in a negative way. Card nine 
hopes and fears. This is what the seeker hopes will happen and what she's frightened will happen. So you read it both as positive and negative. It's the two of cups. She's hoping that the attraction and this friendship is mutual. And she's frightened that it's not. Again, I think this goes back to past baggage, to having been let down by men in the past. I think it would be unrealistic for someone not to be worried that that pattern might repeat itself. And her fears have to do with exactly that, old business that might repeat itself. I was very pleased when I got to the outcome card. When I first laid the cards out for this reading, I still remember going, oh, you know, trying not to show the seeker that I went, oh, you know, because it's such a good card in the reading. It's the lovers. Uh, There's really nothing clearer in a romantic uh, reading than having this card show up in that position. You can honestly look the seeker in the eye and say that this is a real, potentially long-term attraction. This is the real thing. You should go for it. Okay, now I just gave you the briefest of synopsis of this reading. If I were doing this for the seeker, I would have taken, I don't know, five times as long at least to go over these cards in detail, and you should as well. But I want to give you that brief little bit of what it's like to do a Celtic Cross reading. And there you go, it a quick and dirty Celtic Cross reading. Uh, as I've said before, a lot more details on this subject in my book, The Language of Tarot. Become my fan on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, or check out robertaleart.com for news, upcoming events, uh, all kinds of things that might be of interest to you. And of course, that would be, as well, where you could buy The Language of Tarot. Stay tuned, there will be more episodes coming up very, very soon. And until then, of course, thank you so much for listening.